story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. I'm Today Gabriel. I'm Gabriel. We're doing I Am the Night, the new TNT show about the, the Black, Black Dahlia murders. We're synchronizing there. I Am the Night is created by Sam Sheridan. It's directed by Patty Jenkins. And it stars Chris Pine and India Isley? Elsie? Isley? I don't know. It takes place in the 50s surrounding these two characters. One in, is it Alabama? Where's that bitch from? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Before that, we should get we should establish. What did you? How did you feel about it? Did you like it? Were you digging it? No, it was, it was pretty kinda, boring. Yeah, right? it, it wasn't was, great. It was a little too, like, too. Not, I wouldn't say procedural, but it just felt like nothing was really happening. It wasn't really exciting visually. Yeah, it wasn't at all. It was it just was, kind of like things were just happening and nothing was enticing the viewer yeah it wasn't like legit until like the last minute or so yeah that's, where things that's it pick up. i didn't care for i guess i fauna is her name there because okay so let's establish it was two is there's two main storylines that go on mm-hmm. it's fauna who's kind of like the rural side of where is sparks sparks nevada she's in so she's from nevada not mississippi okay. so she lives in like this kind of small town in Nevada. This woman named Pat, she's like in high school, and mm-hmm. she kind of just has trouble with her mom and being like she's a trying mixed to navigate child. yeah as yeah. a mixed race. Child. And then there's kind of like this mystery surrounding who's who's her mother. And then after that, or at the same time, I should say, there's kind of like this disgraced reporter who's kind of I mean he's kind of like the early TMZ kind of like this despicable guy who just goes after sensationalist stories and then pat the woman she ends up going back to la to find like her actual family and that's kind of where the story takes place but throughout the whole thing it takes so long for them to get the ball rolling because they're trying to they're trying to create like the dynamic of her pat being this there's this girl who's navigating through like being colorblind in the 1950s where it's so divisive like, and she presents and white. white yeah but she's like super white. I- i'm pretty sure the actress is white yeah definitely um but what did you how'd you feel about the way they went about like the the mixed race thing i don't know how to feel about it i'm just it's just kind of like i mean it just felt like it it's a major well? part of the of the story, like but they don't do it well. Yeah, I feel like we're 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 living in an age where like we've seen so many of these depictions of the 1950s where like segregation is going on. Mm-hmm. But I guess I mean I guess what this one has going for it is that she is someone who is mixed race, and there's like infighting between like Her and the even black the black kids. the black people don't like. Her. Yeah. I guess that was interesting, but it just kind of. But it's like, why is she the victim too? Like, well, no, I think that's an important story. I Mm -hmm. think that we're starting to see that a little bit. Where like, that's starting to unravel. Where 
people who are mixed race or like people who are interracial, they they have their own struggles yeah. that are completely separate from mm-hmm. people who are like on the opposite sides, like white or black. But I think the way it goes about it, like she doesn't understand like how she like can navigate a, the world she's in without facing a lot of what they're facing. She yeah. seems very like naive to what is happening around her, like what her skin color can do for her. But I think I think that that's that's easy to say as someone like us, yeah, who we we have the privilege of like knowing that being light skin is has its own privileges. Yeah. But it's true. When, when you're not time, getting yeah. love from both sides, it's hard to know where you fit in. It's yeah. hard to like identify with anything. And I guess it makes sense with like her mom because her mom's obviously very cold and she's a she's a drunk. Yeah. Right? So her mom doesn't really show her any sympathy. And her friends don't really show her any sympathy. Like except she, the guy she's in. Love yeah, except with. the guy that she has. And her best friend. I she's guess. interested in exactly. Um, so I think that it's presenting that in kind of an, I wouldn't say in an interesting way, but that's interesting s- story. It wasn't like, interesting subject enough. Matter, but it didn't carry it yeah. in a way where you, you engage with it. It just like let's just like touch the surface and that's yeah. it. Like it, it and, and not only that. Because the story is moving to Los Angeles and because we know it's about the Black Dahlia murders, it doesn't seem as like gripping that she's this mixed race child who's going to end up in L.A. Like, I, I don't know that at least in the pilot, it didn't really make it seem like her being mixed race is super essential to black dolly it kind of just felt like oh it's during this time so we kind of had to mention it because the critics are just gonna like get on us if we don't or like people are gonna notice if Hmm. we don't i don't know about that i felt maybe like they're presenting in a way where this doesn't get talked about as much Mm. but at the same time like that all that extra storyline is it's not serving the the main show the only thing that is it's it's feeding into is the fact that she feels like where she's at yeah. in Sparks, Nevada, is not her home. So yeah. that's driving her to search for a new home. But I don't know. Do I, you think I don't they could have like, done without it? No, I, I think that it, you have to do it. I just felt like they didn't handle it well. Hmm. It just felt kind of like extra storyline. Also, is she a real like person? That's at the end of the credits. It's just kind of like, is she a real like person that existed? And this well, I think, a real story? well, okay. All right. See, not, all right. Now I'm starting to think about it a little bit. But I think that the reason why they included all this mixed race, her backstory, is because usually in the Black Dahlia tellings, I mean, and I'm not super familiar, but she's usually just a body. Like, yeah. she's literally rendered a body and not really giving, like, any agency. So here we see that she has her own internal struggles, and they're trying to build that, but... I don't, I don't think that's her, though. No? No, because the Black Dahlia died in 47... 47- Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. So this is a whole new... I think she's going to discover who her grandfather really is, which is Hodel. Gotcha. And she's going to know, like, he murdered the Black Dahlia. Because the Black Dahlia, even in real life, life has no agency because they never really knew who this woman was. Yeah. There's always maybe Maybe they decided to put in a woman as the main character because that's such a story about, like, you know, kind of like this noir, like, detectives, like, reporters. But they do it in the first season of American Horror Story, remember? Didn't she go in for like an abortion? And the Black Dahlia? Yeah, the, the one with the flower. Remember, he cuts her up. The doctor. I don't remember the first season no? at all. Yeah, the Black Dahlia goes in there and I he gasses her. I don't her. care to remember either. Uh, well, he drugs her and she, he pretty much just does whatever he wants with her body. And so, what do you know about the Black Dahlia murder? 
Like just just based on what you know, not. There's no like identity besides her being the Black Dahlia to this woman, from what I know. To this day, there's still like we don't know what happened. Is it like I don't think? Well, she's never really been identified. That's why she was, I think, given the name the Black Dahlia, Hmm. because no one really knew who she was. And then there were rumors that she went into the the doctor's office to get like an abortion because the way that she was cut up, it was done like so precise that it had to be someone with medical background. Mm -hmm. So there were rumors that she might've gone in for an abortion and he just like the doctor, whoever did this or like drugged her and just decided to do what he wanted with the body and cut her up in half. So, I mean, based on that, it's it's assumed that George Hodel did it, which is, he's related to Pat because Pat, is, is his granddaughter. Is his granddaughter, but Pat is in Sparks because George's George Hodel's um I think his granddaughter? His daughter. No, his granddaughter. Because that's his grandpa. Oh no no no. No, yeah, his yeah, daughter. Yeah, right. His daughter George had Hodel's a, daughter had a was pregnant and with like an illegitimate or like a a black man's child. Well yeah, well, she was pregnant by yeah. a black man and then she gave it to Pat's mom in Sparks. But Nevada, she just yeah. yeah, she just doesn't give a shit about her. Because it's not her legitimate. Because, child. Yeah, exactly. She just, she literally just did it for money. Yeah. But I think that another another thing that I'm noticing is that everyone's kind of despicable. Everyone's just kind of doing everything. Like everyone's really out for themselves. Except I think Pat's not as despicable as the other characters. Well, yeah, I think that's that's the the that's on purpose. Like they're, yeah, they're building her as someone that you're supposed to empathize with. Yeah. Because she's kind of like. I mean, I don't know. I think she is an agent, but she's kind of like this, like, puppy-eyed, like, kind of sad at everything. And then there's this guy following her around the whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could be, I don't know, that, that maybe she's my assumption, but it could be, like, George Hodel sending someone to, like, spy on her, like a PI or something. Yeah. Because, I mean, it looks like Hodel has money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Certainly. For yeah. Sure. But, I mean, something else from the Black Dolly, like, recently there has been evidence that this guy i guess realized his dad was the black dolly murderer mm-hmm. and he had like encounters with her so i know i'm pretty sure there's a name out there so i think there's some truth to the the story that they're writing out throughout the show because there's a like there's a very like big suspect that who happened to be a surgeon who happened to have uh encounters with this woman and yeah. that's what they think did it so recently like it's been it's gotten even bigger because they they think they have the guy who did it on, but he's not alive Today. anymore. Yeah. Oh. There's a whole book on it. Yeah. That guy that you're talking about uh-huh. was related to. How was he related to the black dog? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. He the guy who the, the guy who did it. His son found like I think boxes in like his his basement or his attic, and he started like seeing like all these things. And he's, wait, like, so the guy who did it isn't Hodel? George Hodel? I think that's what Hodel's inspired by. The actual guy who did it, who happened to be like a doctor or something. Oh, so this isn't like. I don't think it's completely fiction. Oh, wait, you're saying you don't think it's nonfiction? Like, you don't think it's it's actually based on the real people? It's just like. No, I'm saying like, I think there's some truth to the characters that they're writing and the show. Oh. I don't think it's like completely like made up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if Pat's an actual character or like, I mean, if she's an actual person in real life or not. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about the murder, so I'm not gonna say that. But just based on like it being a show, uh-huh. it, it's not really engaging. It's not. It just felt like it was trying to build. It was trying to get everyone to L.A., and everything felt like it was in service to get Pat, the character, to L.A. Mm-hmm. 
but it just it, it took so long it took so long it's like 50 minutes the last two minutes are the just best showing like <laughs> like how kind of despicable or kind of like shady george hodell is don't you did you like do you think her calling uh her grandmother and like her grandmother telling her like hodell's a very dangerous man like say what do you think that like that kind of just for, like, does, a cop out yeah like it doesn't make it interesting anymore like i would think like her not knowing about her grandpa or her knowing as little as possible about her grandfather would make it more interesting mm. than like everyone warning him or her sorry mm. like she found out through other means instead of like directly yeah mm. yeah i mean that that's i agree with that it's just like like they should have built that out instead of just being like He's dangerous. Yeah, like nothing really happened in this episode, so we're just going to tell See, you. As the viewer, you get that from the phone call because there's music playing in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll tell you that. But like she doesn't know that. So it's very different from us knowing and like the character herself knowing. Yeah, but I guess it is kind of a I mean, the show is kind of playing back. It's kind of like a neo noir. Like it's not like a noir and like kind of these these detectives or these reporters who mm-hmm. are reporting on like death or murder kind of things. But it's it's the color palette and like the lighting is a lot brighter than a noir has ever been. Mm-hmm. So, but there's still like these elements. Like I think one of the major elements is the fact that there's like this despicable reporter, which is Chris Pine's character, Jay Singletary, who's used to be like one of the rising star reporters for LA Times, but then he, he did something there's yeah there's kind of like this, this it. again it, it's like expository yeah where someone is explaining that he used to be like a star reporter and then he reported on something that you, you weren't supposed to report on and now he's kind of like disgraced and he kind of just he does whatever yeah it takes. he does whatever it takes to like he's kind of like a nightcrawler like he does whatever it takes to get the story yeah yeah and that those are that's like the noir element <laughs> of like he's kind of like always in service of like what he needs to do like he's always involved in like these vices that he has but then i mean do you think we've seen that too much already yeah i think so i just i mean if you're gonna do it if you're gonna commit to like the noir genre if it's gonna be like a genre show there's a way to do it i think the best version of that right now for genre for noir genre stuff is true detective true detective really commits to like i mean it feels like an ashtray like it's just like these despicable. Dudes. It's also very different too from True Detective because I feel like with uh, Chris Pine's character, you're not supposed to take his vices as serious. Yeah, it feels kind of like comedic at times. Yeah, and like it feels... even when he goes in to commit suicide, you know he's not going to kill. It also feels casual. Yeah, like, nothing. There's not as much weight. Like when you watch season one of True Detective and you see it, like Russ spouting it, off it's philosophy, like... you're just like, "This is really dark. Like yeah. this dude is going to kill." But himself. with like Chris Pine's character, it's just kind of eh. yeah. Cause he's kind of charming and yeah. like, but at the same time he's like wants to kill himself. So it's, I don't, I don't know. Like I feel like he's the characters kind of a fucking asshole. Yeah, the characters kind of muddled there. It's just there's a lot going on with this character. Yeah, and it's just I don't think it mixes well with the theme or like the, I guess what the show's trying to portray. Yeah, I felt like they could have handled the character building a little better. Like I didn't, I didn't really care for the fact that he's gonna be the one. I mean, because it's already assumed that because he's kind of like starting in this place where he's kind of in a low place and he he didn't really yeah. report well. And now he's going to be in a place where he, you know, and broke the story. Yeah, like whatever. Pat, who's also known as Fauna's mom, like calls him. Yeah. And is like, you need to like keep investigating your story on Hodel. Yeah. 
and she just hangs up the phone after she calls him. So you know, like he's like you said, he's gonna get into yeah, it's already into that it's assumed that he's gonna yeah. be like the lead reporter on this. But I mean, yeah, it was just kind of an uninspired show again. Yeah, I expected a lot more. I did too, because I mean, Chris Pine is top talent, I think, yeah. and Patty Jenkins is involved with this, and I'm. I mean, I don't know. I always assume that when people who just recently work together work again in, in the next thing, it's because of their be last good, project. Yeah. But yeah, this, this this didn't this didn't do it for me. Do you think we're moving into the age now where it takes more than top talent attached to a TV show for it to be good? Definitely, because we're so oversaturated with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I like, think there's so many now that we're like. Before it was taboo to work in TV because it's like Julia Roberts get... is doing Homecoming. Yeah, and then uh, Amy Adams did. Amy Adams did that, but I mean, that's that's that the exception. Good. That's yeah. one of the ones that was good. The camping. What's what's that lady's name? Jennifer Gardner. She was in that, and that was oh, another yeah. kind of uninspired show. Yeah, we're starting to get these shows where like top talent moves to TV, but it's not exceptional because it's not, it's not great all the time. Yeah, because I mean. TV is like the norm now. Everybody does TV where before it was taboo mm-hmm. and like you probably wouldn't get cast When do you think that like really took off? I don't know. I think. What do you think brought TV to like that space where like. In our era? Like A-listers that would just do movies were. Well, I think it moved. Wanting or it went from like TV. B-listers doing uh-huh. TV. I think Steve but Buscemi. Shows brought, Steve brought Buscemi, it. Boardwalk Empire. Uh-huh. He was someone who's kind of like top talent. But it was also like. Uh, Martin Scorsese was attached. He helped produce that show. Mm. And then uh, Breaking Bad, House I think, had a lot to do with it, too. Even though Brian Cranston wasn't like a big No, but he was star. like a C-list. But that Maybe show, like, I think, was like... Yeah, but I think that's an example of like people who are nobodies oh, becoming somebodies. Yeah. But um, House of Cards, David Fincher mm-hmm. produced the first couple episodes. Okay. And Kevin Spacey was obviously attached. I mean, HBO has been doing it for a while now. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're starting... We're, we're kind of in the era now where like... Just because you're gonna have someone who's top talent attached doesn't mean it's gonna and be. And a lot of they, they try to promote it that way a lot. Like yeah, a lot of shows. One hundred percent. I mean, even now, like what's going on with the WGA, which I just I reported on the story mm-hmm. pretty recently. So the WGA is a Writers Guild Association. They are going through this issue right now where talent agencies are packaging, like TV shows and films, or mostly TV shows, with writers. So that means that. They're packaging them with like top talent, uh-huh. but it doesn't necessarily mean that the show's gonna be good. Yeah. It just means that gonna be you top get guaranteed yeah. money like that. Yeah, and because that's the majority of what shows are is like you you want to get you want to get greenlit. So the way you get greenlit is attach people who are known and talented, and you also attach like talented actors. That way it could, yeah. it could sell, but it doesn't mean it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, but that's the trend now. You want to move into the ratings? What did you? What would you give it? Out of five broken TVs? Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was pretty boring. This, I guess, the the main plot moved pretty slow for me. Yeah. So I think I'd go ahead and give it like a two out of five broken TVs. This is the first time you stick to like the what you said in the sh- yeah. in in the majority of the podcast. <clears throat> I, stick to like, <laughs> I was just bored like even throughout the show like when we were watching it i was like it's boring and you're like yeah it kind of is and i was just like yeah like it doesn't 
I try to see like the best in shows sometimes, but this is just not that good. Yeah. What I about you? Know, it's just like kind of mediocre. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I mean TNT. I don't really have much love for it. Uh-huh. It's never really put on much. That's yeah, right. Great. What the f- what has TNT done? Nothing. I mean, they do like those procedural shows, like the like Watched I think Hawaii stuff? or something or. Maybe I, Suits or something? No, I think Suits is US. It doesn't I matter. They have office reruns. So just yeah, yeah. I, I don't really watch them. <laughs> and they show like bad boys every five seconds. Um, yeah, for me, I, I'd say it's going to be probably like a 2, maybe 1.5. It was just... It's not even that it was like terrible. I'd say, okay, I'm going to go with 2.5. It's not that it was bad or anything. It just kind of didn't really go anywhere. It took yeah. forever to get started. It just felt like... It was just chucking along until the final two minutes, and nothing really happens. Even the final two minutes weren't even like they were. They were the best part of the show, but doesn't mean that they were great. Should we go into predictions? Yeah. How long? No, it's a miniseries. It's only gonna be six. Oh, it's episodes. only one. How many? Se- just one season? Yeah. As far as I know, it's it's a six episode like limited okay. series. So yeah, that works. It. I'm I'm sad because I like Chris Pine. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, but. Good actors won't carry a whole show. They won't. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to Pilot Boys. Thank you. My name is Caesar. I'm Gabriel. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Uh, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Your DSPs. Your... <laughs> anyway, peace. Okay. <laughs>